Welcome to the podcast. This is Dan Diamond, MD, and I feel passionately about learning from people that excel when facing challenges. You know, so often we focus on victims. Perhaps we do this because it makes us feel better. I don't know about you, but I'm not encouraged by doing that. I'd rather look at the people that, despite insurmountable odds, actually make it through. That can be a bit more uncomfortable because it can cause me to take a look at myself and see what I'm made of. I want to grow. I want to keep growing. I like the idea of getting a bit smarter, a bit stronger, and a bit more resilient every day. With that in mind, I came across a story the other day that really challenged me. It's the story of an 83-year-old named Suna Kimura in Japan. She grew up as a rice farmer and has always prided herself on being physically fit. Although she lives alone, she still manages quite well. Then the earthquake hit. I've been through one of those major aftershocks in Haiti when our team was there responding to their devastating earthquake. The aftershock that I experienced was a 6.1. I still like the way Jay Leno put it. He said, calling that an aftershock is like telling a woman with twins that the second one is just the afterbirth. I was 52 years old at that time, and rather nimble, yet it was challenging for me to get on my feet and get out of the building. By the way, in Haiti, the whole concept of stop, drop, and cover doesn't work all so well. I can't imagine being 83 years old and having an earthquake that was nearly 1,000 times stronger than the 6.1 that I experienced. Remember that Richter scale is a logarithmic scale, so every number that it goes up is 10 times greater. Wow, I suspect that she was thrown around the room. It was a miracle that she didn't break an arm or a leg or even her hip. As if the earthquake wasn't scary enough, soon afterwards, that big siren, the tsunami warning siren, started to scream. I've met plenty of folks in their 80s that would have said to themselves, well, I've had a great life, but this is it. There's nothing I can do. I don't even have a car, and I can't walk fast enough to get to higher ground. I might as well just sit on my couch and wait for the inevitable. There is no hope. I am powerless. Mrs. Kimura, on the other hand, had a different plan. When she heard that blaring siren, she began to problem solve and came up with a plan that just might work. She decided that she was going to try to escape on her bicycle. As you're picturing this strange scene, don't forget that there was a little snow on the ground. An 83-year-old woman that had just been tossed by an earthquake, riding for her life on a bicycle on an icy road, and don't forget, she had to ride uphill to get to safety. The good news is, she made it. So what did she do right? She realized, number one, that she was not helpless. She stayed in control. I talk a lot about Rotter's concept of locus of control. Basically, he said back in the 1950s that some folks have an external locus of control. They feel like they're at the mercy of external forces, that there is nothing that they can do to control anything. They're victims. 
On the other hand, some people with an internal locus of control feel diametrically opposite. They believe that they're in control and that no one or no thing can take away that being in charge from them. No matter their situation or circumstances, they always have the right to choose how they're going to respond. They believe that no one can ever take that away. Mrs. Kamora did exactly that. She stayed in control, and that made all the difference in the world for her. The first step, staying in control, is essential. Without that, there is no second step. The second thing that she did right was she started problem-solving. The choice of the bicycle might seem obvious to us, but in the midst of a disaster, sometimes people forget to do a quick 360-degree survey. The important thing is that she did what we call a gap analysis. She saw what she needed to do, she realized where she was, she counted her resources, and she came up with a plan, and then she did an amazing thing. She took action. Now, I suspect that if she would have got a flat tire on the way up the hill, she would have come up with yet another idea, and if necessary, even another idea. Survivors do that. They continue to improvise and solve problems. The third thing that she did was actually the first. She stayed in shape, and she was able to move. Here are a couple of things for us to ponder. Think back to the last time that you faced a challenge in your own life. Perhaps it was at work or at home or maybe in a relationship with someone that you love. Where was your locus of control? Was it external? You know, stuff happens to you and there's nothing that you can do about it. Kind of like Eeyore, the donkey from Winnie the Pooh, when he wanders around going, what's the use? Or did you have an internal locus of control? You knew deep down that you had the ability to make a difference. You know, as an aside, I'm not talking about being a control freak and trying to control other people. I'm talking about taking control of your own life and trying to make a difference. The second thing for us to ponder is this. Following your last challenge, did you later become aware of solutions that you didn't see at the time? because you forgot to take a 360-degree quick survey? Remember that oftentimes the solutions are right in front of us. We may have what we need, or we may be able to modify something to get it work in a new way, or we may need to search for some other resources. But remember, next time you're in a bind, pause for a moment, take a quick look around, and put together your plan. And then the last thing to consider here is during your last challenge, did you actually take action? Oftentimes, solutions become bogged down in pondering or looking for more information or perhaps fear or, God forbid, committees. So remember, if an 83-year-old woman can survive what she survived, you can overcome your challenges as well. Just do what she did. Get in shape so you're ready, stay in control, do a 360-degree survey, and take action. This is Dan Diamond, MD, Resuscitating Teams in Transition. Mm -hmm.